Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the This Is Gonna Hurt podcast with Jay Gordon Duncan. And if you're wondering why the Jay, the answer is, I'm not a bagpipe player. And if that joke doesn't make any sense, I encourage you to check out episode zero, where I explain that joke, as well as the purpose of the This Is Gonna Hurt podcast, where we talk about faith, family, fitness, finances, and sometimes fun. Hey, everyone, welcome back to the This Is Gonna Hurt podcast. I appreciate it so much. As always, how do we start? We start with thanks. I appreciate everyone's feedback. Uh, you know what? Lately, I've been able to reuse some of the podcasts, been able to get them out to folks that haven't experienced them by email and things like that. And the feedback from that has been great. Thank you. It's fun to see some of those older episodes uh, get uh, a life again, kind of get reborn and interacting with. So thank you there for everyone. And thank you for everyone who has supported Capitalized Coffee. I talked about that in one of the prior episodes about why we launched a Brain Healthy Coffee and how it fits into the broader picture of all the things we do at Capitalized Marketing. Tremendous response. Thank you so much. Capitalized Coffee is brain healthy because it's organic, mildew-free, and dark roasted, uh, which is what uh, Harvard scientists and others have attributed to the best or the most optimal coffee for brain health. So thank you so much. That's at Capitalized Coffee. But I don't want to make this another commercial for that. Thank you for the support. You can find all that stuff at CapitalizedCoffee.com. But what I want to talk about today is a topic that's come up uh, recently for myself and others around me. Uh, So uh, next week, when this airs, it'll be right around the two-year anniversary, exactly from when I went full-time into capitalized marketing. And so this episode is going to debut on a Monday. And if I'm not mistaken, that following Tuesday is the two-year mark, exactly. I know I've been talking about it online for the last month or so to lead it up, but we're right at that mark. And so in my story, if you followed along, what we've done here is that in 2020, uh, I had two jobs. I was a full-time pastor, and capitalized marketing and consulting was part-time. Uh, it was what you would call a side gig or really a, something that I did uh, to help, you know, uh, extra money for things like girls going to college or bills or uh, cars breaking down. We all understand that, right? And so in 2020, in October, uh, I went full time into capitalized marketing and I left my full time job of being a pastor. I've been a pastor for 20 years and made the leap. I and mean, I did that at age 50. And so folks have been talking to me lately about the career hop and the career switch. And I know that some of you here are considering, hey, am I going to make that career switch? Am I going to make my side gig my gig? Am I going to make the the side job that I have my full-time job? And so when those conversations happen, people often ask me, how did you do it? They talk about how do you feel? What's it like looking back? But really, it's the practical steps. And so what I'd like to share with you is three things that I think are absolutely necessary if you're going to make the leap from your full-time job to your side gig. If you're going to make that side job your full-time job, these three things are absolutely necessary. And I mean unequivocally. If you don't have this stuff set, you're going to be off on a very rough start. Uh, Because no matter what, even before we get in, I just got to let you know, it's not easy. And you can imagine, it just can't be. I'm super glad I did it. Zero regrets, none whatsoever. But going from a career of 20 years to a brand new career, you've got things like um, an identity change. You know, I when people say, hey, what do you do? All of a sudden you start saying different things. 
your patterns. When I was a pastor, I did the same thing every Monday and Thursday and Saturday. Uh, you know, Monday was to send out emails to all the people in the church and to, to do a summary of the sermon to get it out. On Thursday was when I wanted to make sure that the service was set. Saturday nights before I went to bed, I would go through my notes. I'd wake up on Sunday mornings and I would go for a run and I'd practice my sermon introduction. I mean, those things were so ingrained in what I did day to day. And then all of a sudden, those patterns were gone. And it was time to start new patterns. So now I've got new patterns, but all of a sudden, that one thing you've done over and over and over again is gone. So you've got identity shifts, definitely financial shifts, all those things. And it's like, oh, I can't wait for my side gig to be my full-time gig. And you know what, guys? I love it, but it's not exactly how you think it's going to go. So what I want to do is I want to share three things that I think are absolutely necessary if you want to make a leap from your full-time job to your side job. Okay, one of those things, what do you got to do? Okay, so here they are, three things. Let's start with the first one. This first one is absolutely essential. They all are, but this first one is just it. Your partner has got to be 100% on board. Now, some of you may be making this leap and you don't have a partner. Might make it a little bit more streamlined. Uh, But first of all, let me speak to folks who have a partner out there, married or if you're living with someone, whatever the case may be. Um, But uh, your partner has got to be 100% on board because if you make this leap, you are going to need support and encouragement. And if you make that agreement together, like now is the time, then it's going to be easier for you to find the support and encouragement in your household. If you make that leap and you aren't 100% on board, a lot of conflict's going to arise. Listen, conflict's going to arise anyway. Anytime you have a major life shift, even the closest of partners find it difficult. But when you are united in that decision, you're like, you know what? We agreed to do this. Let's do it. And you map out a strategy together. When I've told this story again, but it bears telling uh, once more for this context. When we were in the lockdown portion of the quarantine uh, of the pandemic in 2020. Uh, So at my household, we were doing the entire church service out of our front living room. Um, I preached and played guitar and sang. Meredith sang. Landry played guitar. Uh, Amy played piano. Emma uh, was doing the the camera and the lights. and, And then we would film the entire service in our front room and then upload it online. And then Monday through Friday, I was doing 12 o'clock Bible studies Monday through Friday online. And then I was doing home Bible studies on Zoom. I was doing every single thing I could to continue to be faithful as a pastor. But all of that, there's still more time at home than I've ever had in my entire life as a working person. And so that's when Amy and I began to really dig in and think, is now that time? And for us, lots of things lined up. The church that we had started was doing well financially. They had leadership. There wasn't any great conflict. It seemed like the right time. I had things uh, lined up. I already was doing work. We'd capitalize. We had growing clients. And so we sat down together and had many, many conversations. And we're like, now is the time. We knew we wanted to make sure to get the church back to meeting in person and get them stabilized in person before we made the announcement. And we're like, we can't make an announcement. We can't make this move unless the church is back stabilized. So we did that, and then we met with the leadership, and then we told the church. But Amy and I were united on that. 
We didn't do it perfectly. None of these things can be done perfectly. But we knew for the two of us, let's do it. And so as soon as we made that decision, then we were able to move ahead with those plans together. Had I done that in disagreement, conflicts would have risen over and over and over again. And so you might say, well, Gordon, what am I going to do if they just don't support me? Guys, that's a different podcast for a different time. I'm telling you what I recommend. And my recommendation is if you're going to make the leap from your full-time gig to your part-time gig, then the first thing you need to do is you need to make sure that your partner and you are in harmony and in agreement. Again, maybe it would be worthwhile to do a podcast about what happens if you're not in agreement. That's worthwhile. But for this one, if you're asking me the three things that are going to help you best, harmony and in partnership at home. Now, your context might be different. It might be you and a parent or someone else like that. Or it might even be you and a child. Those things are different. I'm speaking specifically about your partner. If you've got a partner, do this in harmony. Because if you don't do it in harmony, you're both going to start traveling separate paths in the midst of this. But if you've got harmony at home, yes, let's do it. You have a tremendous foundation to start this new thing. Going from your full-time gig to your part-time gig. Making your part-time gig the full-time thing. So number one, harmony at home, agreement with your spouse. It doesn't mean that every answer, every question has to be answered. But if you've got that, then you have got a solid foundation. So okay, agreement with your partner. Number two, very important. You have got to get financially lean, streamlined lean. It's the time in your life to say, okay, uh, if I don't need it, I got to let it go. Because I'll give you my example. So I was a full-time pastor and part-time marketing. So assume what that means is I had a one and a quarter salary, if that makes sense. To go full-time, I quickly was able to go out and get contracts But that means I went to like a 75% salary. That means I was going to go backwards. And that's the case for most everyone when they go from having two jobs to one. You're going to go backwards unless you are blessed to have like this big, massive contract all of a sudden. And so that's what the reality was for us. I've got three daughters. I've got cars at that time, you know, the the house payment, all those things. I had to get lean. If I didn't need it, it was time for it to go. So we started looking at where are those monthly subscriptions, where, what does it look like for us to go out to eat, what does it look like, where can I streamline and get lean in my expenses. Now fortunately, providentially, it was 2020, we were able to sell our house in that crazy 2020 market and we were debt free, did not owe a penny to anybody in the world. All the credit cards zeroed out, all the cars paid. We were very fortunate in that situation. And just providentially, it worked out very, very well. So we were able to get massively lean. Like living and walking around like most people don't get to live and walk around. Like we just didn't owe anybody any money. And so no matter what your situation is, if you're making a plan like, hey, in 2023, I want to make the switch, then start getting lean now. Make the sacrifices to pay off the credit card. Get rid of, you don't have to have Netflix, HBO Max, Apple Plus, Hulu, Amazon, whatever it is, get lean. Make your, make your entertainment tight. Consider what it is you spend your money on, coffee, alcohol, going out to eat, whatever the case may be. 
just one of those things is not going to help you get lean. But a broad spectrum of them, making changes where changes are needed, then that's how you got to do it. Because you're going to go through a period of time where you're not making as much money. More than likely. Some of you may walk into a situation where contracts build, boom. But you've got to get lean. Because listen, financial pressures, one, you got to pay your bills. But two, those add so much stress. So much stress on relationships with your children, with the people close to you, to your partner. Start getting lean now if you're thinking about making that leap. If you're thinking about, like, I'm going to do it next year, I'm going to do it in the next couple of months, now is the time. Like, just realize many of the pleasures and the things that we enjoy, we don't have to have them. And you're like, Gordon, I need something to break the stress. Find healthy ways to break the stress other than all the things that cost money. Spend money specifically and purposefully. But don't look at it and go, oh, but I don't want to get rid of that. I'm going to get around to using it. You just can't go. You can't approach it that way. You got to get as lean as possible. You got to lower your overhead. And you got to know what your overhead is. You got to dive into your finances like you've never dove into them before. Because if you got the spouse on board, you and your partner on board, and you're financially lean, it's going to enable you to make this transition easier. Remember, we went, we went to less salary to make this happen. So then we could build our salary back up. Thankfully, that's been wonderful. But you've got to make those choices. Now, number three, number three. So one, spouse on board. Two, get lean financially. Number three is a mindset. Okay. Number three is a mindset. And this is very important. Very, very important. Number three, you cannot care what your critics have to say. You can't. You cannot. You can't. You're like, oh, I don't care what what people say. You do. You do. You care very much. There are going to be people who are going to criticize you or judge you or uh, say you're just doing it and you're getting greedy, whatever the case may be. You can't worry about it. You can't. Now, you've got to make, I encourage you to make these choices for good reasons. So your motives should be good for your family, you know, you know those kind of things. Not just greed for greed's sake. I don't support that. But if you're doing it because I'm doing this for my family, for my wife, my children, my, my husband, my, my partner, my, my church, whatever the case may be, rock and roll. But people are going to criticize you. They are. I promise you. I have received, listen, I've received more support than critics, and I'm very thankful for that, but I've got a fair share of critics. People who have just accused me of being greedy, or um, had I expressed financial needs earlier than things could have been taken care of, and I wouldn't have needed to do it. Weird things. Weird, weird things. I mean, just, you can imagine, all over the board. But you, if you know that this, you know why you're doing this and you've got a good purpose for it and your family is on board with you. Doesn't matter. Really doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what the critics have to say. And you can't, you can't get into back and forth with them. Don't do that. Don't go into back and forth arguments with them. You know, if people ask you why you're doing it, share it with them if you want and then you got to just walk away if they're not supporters. You just don't worry about it. Because again, the, your purpose for this I encourage you to make the purpose for this a high purpose. You know, wanting to be able to do more with your family, wanting to be able to support your church and causes, wanting to be able to have freedom for various things like that, all good purposes. They really are. 
So you know that if your purpose is right and your family is on board, doesn't matter what the critics have to say. Don't engage. Don't get into the fights. Just don't. don't it's going to be so tempting. You're going to get into fights with people. They're going to say mean things about you online, whatever the case may be. Do not worry about it. Again, if your purpose is right, if your purpose is good, if your purpose is high, it doesn't matter. And you just tell yourself, you know what? They're not going to be one of my clients anyway. They're not. Okay. If you don't support what I do, I know you're not going to be one of my clients. Well, then I'm just not going to pursue it. I'm not going to pursue you. Don't worry about it. I won't bother you with it. I won't. The people are like, oh, you won't quit talking about it online. Fine. Unfollow me. I don't care. Block me. You know, snooze me. Like Gordon, you know, and I don't get a lot of that. I get some of it. But people are like, oh, that's all you talk about online. I'm like, well, listen, I will not be offended if you unfollow me or unfriend me. I really won't. But if you're going to be interacting with me, you can either just be quiet, support me, or go away. I don't, I don't need online critics. And if people keep being an online critic, then just unfriend them. Your social media is your real estate. You don't have to share it with anybody. It's yours. Now, fortunately, guys, I'm going to say, I've been fortunate to be in a situation with way more supporters than critics. Most of my critics are probably quiet, and I, that's fine with me. I've received them. You know, I think sometimes, you know, when you're, you're doing good and you start to get haters, you know you're probably doing the right thing. So don't worry about it. You've got to remind yourself every day, why am I doing this? Why am I doing it? I wake up every morning. I'm excited. I know I'm doing this for my family. I get to do things in the community I've always wanted to do. I get to help grow businesses and see other businesses and individuals launch and grow. I love all that. I spring out of bed doing that. So when people are critics, just can't worry about it. They're not on board. Don't be on board. It's fine. But if you're on board, keep the criticism to yourself. So, guys, that's it. There's so many more things. But those are the foundational issues. If you're thinking about making the leap to make your side gig your full-time gig, again, let me reiterate, I can't express enough. You and your partner have got to be in agreement. If you are trying to build a business and at home you are fighting or pulling against each other, it's going to be miserable. It's going to make it very difficult for you to grow a business, and it's going to make it very difficult for your relationship at home. Two, get lean. Get rid of anything you don't have to spend money on. Sacrifice now for the benefits later. Sacrifice now for the benefits later. And three, you cannot be concerned about critics. Now listen, if someone has a valid criticism, pay attention to it. Examine yourself. But if it's just hate, and just, you know, nastiness for nasty's sake, let it go. Let it go. Don't engage. Don't get into the fights. Don't share your real estate with people who don't support you. Just don't. Just don't. But guys, in the big picture, if you make this, let me give you the positive. If you do this, if you've got support at home, if you've got uh, the, uh, the ability to do it financially, and you're not messing around with people who are critics, you're surrounding yourself with supporters, it is an amazing joy. Even when it's hard, you wake up every day just excited to do what you do. So guys, if you're interested in pursuing this more, it's one of the reasons we have the Capitalize Your Best program. In my program, I walk through people, walk people through all of this, the growth of a small business or taking a business to the next level. We do that in the Capitalize Your Best program. And we're so confident in it, that's why we offer a guarantee of return of investment. If you want to know more about that and you'd like to dig into it, just go to CapitalizeYourBest.com or just reach out to me directly and we'll have a, an in-person, we'll have a coffee, we'll have a Zoom, something like that. 
I will be glad to help any of you with those questions. Really will. And, and if I can't help you, I'll be glad to point you towards people who can help you. But don't do all this alone. Borrow the wisdom of people who've gone ahead of you. And so two years now, I've learned a ton. Uh, I've started two churches, three businesses. I've learned a lot. I've made a million mistakes. I'll be glad to share with you all the mistakes I've made and all the pitfalls you can avoid. Glad to. So reach out to me directly or go to CapitalizeYourBest.com. No matter what, I want to be an encouragement and support. So guys, thanks again for tuning in. You're a tremendous support to me. I hope we're offering good to you here. I'm excited to celebrate two years, and I can't wait to see you all soon. Guys, I can't wait to see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. How do you shorten the time it takes to buy a car? Car buying just got easier. Pohanka365.com lets you complete as much or as little of the car buying process online. Pohanka365.com. Car buying simplified. Anytime, anywhere. Small business owners, you should be praised for wanting to grow your business. That's a good thing, and not everybody has the guts to do it. As a business owner myself, I know you've overcome obstacles that people don't even know about. Hi, my name is Gordon Duncan, the owner of Capitalized Marketing and Consulting, and I want you to know that if your business hasn't grown like you want it to, it's not your fault. If it's not COVID getting in the way, it's ridiculous things like changing social media algorithms. You're right in thinking that very few people are doing small businesses any favors right now. But Capitalized Marketing and Consulting is here to help. We've created a 90-day course that is guaranteed to grow the revenue of your business. It will give you the tools that you've been looking for. And as a certified coach, I would be with you along the way. If you would like to learn more about our program, just visit CapitalizeYourBest.com and get started enjoying the success you deserve. Again, that's CapitalizeYourBest.com. And I can't wait to celebrate all you accomplish.